If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real, baby. I mean, really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes, you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you, Sim. Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. Hello, somebody. So glad you're all here with me in this particular moment. You know, I've been reflective, and I try to do that often. And in moments where we are all being reflective, it takes you places. So whether you're reflecting on your career or your personal life, whatever it is, it it takes you places in your mind and your energy rises or falls to meet that reflective occasion. So Maya Angelou, I was looking at some of her uh, top quotes And Dr. Maya Angelou, let me put some respect on that name. She had her PhD, so yeah, respect on that name, Dr. Maya Angelou. 
you know, her, her spirit, her words, uh, what she lived for, what she endured, it, it still lives on. And we celebrate that. And just looking at some of her quotes, it kind of centered some of the things that I want to discuss while we're together today. And one of those quotes reads, we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. Those are the words of the great Maya Angelou. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. And the other one I want to wrap this segment around reads, if you're going to live, leave a legacy, make a mark on the world that can't be erased. Hello, somebody on that. So let me go back to the first one. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. So in this life, we know there's there's struggle. There are ups and downs and turnarounds. It's just life. And it is so difficult because the down part, the turnaround part, the why the hell is this happening to me part is is hard for us as human beings to really wrap our minds around because we are really built psychologically, physically to resist pain. And that pain can be physical. That pain could be mental. It could be the pain of loss. Also, there's a pain of gain too. the work you put in to gain something, whether it's on your job or working out or as an athlete, you know, there, there's, there's pain there. And what we have to come to realize is that the different energies around a pain that is negative to your psyche and to your physical being and a pain that you're enduring for the betterment of self, you know, self-sacrifice. And what does that mean? So all of that change, that evolution, whether it is good for us ultimately or whether it is bad for us ultimately, there can be some pain associated with that. So the whole notion of really understanding that as human beings, we're going to go through something. You often hear me say we can't have a testimony without a test and we are always being tested. On the defeat side of that, the side of pain that is not pleasant, we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. Again, I am quoting the great Dr. Maya Angelou. In some cases, we internalize defeat as if it is, as if it defines everything about us. And it doesn't. It is just one snapshot in time. And so I want to use politics as an example, probably for many of you who know me, you're not surprised that I am using this example. And I'm going to use myself as as the example. So I want to go back to 2014. I want you to go back there with me to year 2014. And I sacrificed running for my last term in the Ohio Senate. And I say sacrifice because that was a year that I would have been on the ballot for my last term. There are term limits in the state of Ohio. 
So that would have been me running for my last term in the Ohio Senate in 2024. But I sacrificed that last term to take on another challenge. And that challenge was to run for statewide office and run for the position of Secretary of State. So secretaries of states, secretary, secretaries of state, their primary job is to protect and expand access to the ballot box. And that's whether they Democrat or Republican, libertarian, independent, whatever they are, that is their primary job protect and expand access to the to the ballot box. But we know that we have some secretary of state, secretaries of state who have decided that it is their job to suppress access to the ballot box because of their allegiance to a particular political party. And that party allegiance oftentimes become become becomes more important to them than doing what is right in their capacity as the person that oversees elections in their state. And so we were faced with that challenge in the state of Ohio in 2014, where the Republican Secretary of State had used his authority to suppress access to the ballot box. The rule, he was also helped in that misdeed by a legislature that was majority Republican that was hell-bent too on stopping people or making it harder for people to vote, certain people making it harder for them to do so. Who were those certain people? Well, I'm glad you asked usually black people, other people of color, poor people, people otherly abled or or our disabled sisters and brothers and family and friends, students. And, And this kind of stuff was happening all across the country. And we really saw an onslaught, at least in the 21st century, particularly happening after the election of the first black president to the United States of America. And it may make you say, hmm, you know, yeah, it it should cause us to think and kind of follow the trail. Why is this? And why would you have one political party in particular in the 21st century? Because we can debate the reputation and the record of the Democratic Party in the past, in the 20th century, 19th century, No doubt, you know, as a historian, I cannot gloss over the fact that that party at that time was representative of flat out suppression and bigotry and anti-blackness and all that other stuff. And we know the radical Republicans. I mean, you you cannot just erase uh, history and try to make it something. Well, hell, some people are trying to do that. Don't get me started on that. That's for another show. Is thinking about critical race theory and what these fools are doing all across the country. They don't even want you to teach history. They know critical race theory is not being taught in K through 12 classrooms across this country and not taught. It's a specialty 
They usually thought taught in colleges a law, yet the people on the right, the people who make money off of and benefit from dividing us and pushing these cultural wars have elevated critical race theory and made it the boogeyman or the boogeywoman uh, for for not wanting to teach the good, the bad, and the ugly about America's history. And it is expanding beyond critical race theory to just flat out not wanting to teach children, particularly white children, to have a knowledge of the the history, the racist past of this country. I mean, it it was. <laughs> that is it. And hell, we're still fighting types of racism and bigotry and isms in the 21st century as well. That is truth. So I digress, but let me go back to, so I took the plunge, sacrificing that run. And I ran for statewide office for the very first time. Not many African-Americans run for or win statewide offices, not just in the state of Ohio, but all over the country. That is something we must deal with as a country and deal with it together because it's not just a problem for black people to deal with or other people of color to deal with. We got to look at ourselves and say, why is it that African-Americans and other people of color are not as successful when they run for statewide office? What is it about the system itself that makes that hard, difficult, more difficult? than it would be for a white person, especially a white man. Well, it's baked into the system, period. And we got to address that. We got to do something about that. Conscious-minded people shouldn't feel threatened by that. It is how do we make a crooked path straight? And in the year 2014, in my state, I was the only black person, the only person of color running for statewide office in Ohio. There have been over the years people who ran for these offices, whether it's Senator Charlita Tavares, uh, Representative Barbara Sykes. I mean, numerous people who who went before me. And these people are alive. The two women that I just named, they're 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 right here. They're contemporaries. Uh, you know, trying to 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 blaze a trail, trying to to have to break through. Many, you know, uh, Rob Robinson ran uh, just recently too in the state. So I'm just you know naming a few people. Not certainly not all the African Americans, but when I think about the courage that it takes to know that you are trying to break through. And the toll it takes on you, especially if you are African-American, because you're trying to do something that has not been done yet, uh, something that has been denied your people for reasons that don't make sense. And knowing that the hurdle is higher for you because of your attributes, it's a lot. And so I am very appreciative and I recognize the people who have come before me, both those people who are very much alive in this moment and also uh, those people who are on another plane of existence. Again, not just in my state, but but in the country as a whole 
to be able to take that plunge and to do that. And looking at that race, I, I, I did not win that election. The Republican that I was running against had millions of dollars in the bank before I had even gotten started as somebody that served on the Cleveland City Council and also as a state senator for the 25th Senate District in Ohio. I did not have to raise the type of money that was necessary for me to raise when I ran for Secretary of State. So it is training up muscles that I really never had to exercise, which is to be able to fundraise, to have to travel the state, to be able to lay out a case as to why I would be a better Secretary of State than the one that was in there. That takes a lot. And so when you are willing to sacrifice, to put yourself on the line for something that is bigger and greater than you, it's hard, it's difficult. And so I I did not win that race. Why did the defeat happen? Were many reasons, but the main reason is the entrenchment. You know, the, the Republican was entrenched. The Republican was also the incumbent. So, you know, run Ohio was very much a state that was a swing, still a swing state in 2014. We ain't swinging that much anymore in 2020, but in 2014, we were still considered a swing state. But the constitutional office holders were all Republicans. And in 2014 was a hard year for Democrats across the country running against an incumbent that is entrenched, that had already has the money and the apparatus. It is a difficult climb, but it was one that was necessary. And that is why I made the sacrifice. I could have very easily said, you know, not me. I'm not going to do it. Let me just run for reelection to my Senate seat. But I thought about how important not just access to the ballot box is, unfettered access to the ballot box is. It is important. But what the power of that office is and what it could do to meet people where they are, to educate people about why it is so important not to be on the sideline in a representative democracy. Also part of the Secretary of State's duties, at least in the state of Ohio, is to deal with businesses. So it could be used both as a tool to educate and to get in conversation with, not just not Democrats, because I believe when you serve as Secretary of State, you serve as Secretary of State, the chief elections officer of a state. And that is not a time for you to be partisan at all. You run as a partisan, but once you are elected to that office, damn it, you throw off that partisanship. And it is all about the people, the voters. And why wouldn't you want to increase the electorate? Why wouldn't you want to use that most powerful tool to make democracy better, more robust? The more people who vote, the more voices that are heard. Oh my God, a beautiful thing. You know, I was ready like to have this contest with my with myself. How can I increase voting in the great state of Ohio, baby? That was it. That was one of the things, important things. And I get excited. You can tell I just get excited about thinking about that. God. And so I I didn't win that race. Out money, you know, being the African-American woman, of course, you know, she can't win a statewide. What? We haven't done. And truly, there has been in the constitutional offices 
one African-American and that African-American is on the Republican side and Republicans have not done that in a very long time in the state of Ohio, but they did. Uh, Blackwell, Ken Blackwell was secretary of state uh, in the state of Ohio at one point. And I also believe he was treasurer at one point. Don't hold me on the treasurer part, but he certainly was secretary of state and he's a Republican. Uh, Democrats have yet to elect an African-American to a constitutional office. Uh, we do have an African-American Supreme Court justice now. That was a long time coming. That's not a constitutional seat. That is not. Uh, we have five constitutional seats in the state of Ohio. Many of these constitutional seats are across the country, and that is governor, secretary of state, attorney general, treasurer, and auditor. So it's important that we have people like me and so many others that have come before me, uh, that came before me and people who have, who have tried this after me to seek these offices, to blaze a trail, to set a path, to get out of our comfort zones. So in that defeat, in other words, not winning that office, I could have defined myself by that and had a pity party or live by the words of the great Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, when she said, we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. I encountered that defeat, but baby, Sister Turner was not defeated. And it's just, it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me, but you know, there's some <laughs> mofos who, you know, they don't like me. Uh, you know, I remember <laughs> when I was, Oh my God, running in this special election for Congress in 2021, which we will talk about it because Sister Turner is running again, you know, that would use that kind of, you know, would use that, would lay out my history of running, you know, I ran for city council the first time and, and did not win that, but won it the second time. I was appointed to the sec to, to my Senate seat the first time, uh, fulfilling an unexpired term, competed for that but not electorally, meaning the Democratic caucus of the Ohio Senate were the were the authority to make the decision for the unexpired term. There's about two years left on that on that unexpired term. It's two years left. And that did not go to the voters. It went to the Ohio Democratic Senate Democratic Caucus to make that decision. I was competing against maybe 15, 20 people at that time. And I got that. And then that was in 2008. And then my name was on the ballot in 2010. I ran for that seat. And as I was explaining, I could have ran for it again in 2014, but decided to opt, I opted for a running for secretary of state, putting it on the line for democracy. There were people who are detractors of mine using my run for the secretary of state as a blunt force or trying to use it against me when the real story is, is I was standing in the ready position on behalf of democracy, knowing that I was about to walk through hell with gasoline clothing on against a juggernaut. And somebody that used the power of the secretary of state's office in my state to thwart access to the ballot box. And so that's something I should be praised for, lauded for, making that sacrifice and being willing to be on the front line. But some folks who, you know, 
Lord, we all have detractors, but it, it just, it, it, it is insane for anybody to use that in my, you know, try to use that against me. She didn't win. Well, damn it. I, I, I took the leap of faith and at least I tried, you know, a lot of these people who are on social media, that's all they do. They not, they never going to sit out there and get, they never going to get into the arena. All they, all they do is talk mess. But they never gonna put anything on the line. But they can talk all kinds of mess. It's it's just it's it's incredible, and it makes not a whole lot of sense. But yeah, Sister Turner took that leap of faith, and I was doing it to expand and protect access to to democracy. So we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. And any defeat that you have endured, or that somebody that you love have endured, does not have to be on the magnitude of the story that I just told you. But the entire moral of the story is that to be human in some way, to take a risk in some way, you may not always triumph in what you're attempting to do, but you must not be defeated just because you encountered a defeat. That you must be willing to continue to press on and on and on and on and on. Because that defeat does not define who you are. It was just a moment in your life. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So fast forward to 2021, and, you know, Sister Turner had been working all the way through that whole time, you know, working for the Ohio Democratic Party side by side with Chairman David Pepper, pushing as the chair of party engagement to be out there on the front lines, trying to motivate people, trying to build opportunities for people to participate, whether they are the voter or whether they're the people that want to run in the in the state want to run for something whether it's local or statewide or even federal office we must be in service to one another and you get to t- decide and choose how you are in service too but the thing is making sure that at some point some stage of your life that you're working towards or working for something that is greater than you so i never stopped working on trying to advance a type of justice even though i did not win that particular seat. Teaming up with Senator Bernie Sanders in the latter part of 2015 for the 2016 presidential election, being blessed to be able to lead a national organization after that, and then teaming up with the senator again in 2020 and working on these things, you know, standing side by side with members of the House of Labor, being right there on the front lines as they were striking or raising issues, whether it was the fight for 15, uh, even before that, some of you may recall the fight in 2011 in the state for collective bargaining rights. The Republican had passed Senate Bill 5, which was an anti-worker bill in an attempt to make Ohio a right to work state. The beautiful thing is that we have power referendum in the state of Ohio, meaning the people could take it straight to the ballot, baby, take it to the people to overturn something that the legislature has done. Not every state has that, but we have it in the state of Ohio. And not only was I uh, a part of the Democrats, mainly Democrats, of fighting uh, to overturn that, you know, voting the right way in the legislature, I got a chance to do that. But taking that and going on the front lines with the people trying to convince others in the state of Ohio, both union household and non-union household, that the GOP-led legislature had overstepped. And we overwhelmingly won that fight, took it to the people, and they agreed and they overturned Senate Bill 5, which became issue two on the ballot. Again, another example of being on the front lines, being willing to put something on the line. That's it. Are you willing to put something on the line for something that is greater and bigger than you? Again, I'm using political examples, but we can use all kinds of examples that have really nothing to do with politics. Ultimately, I just I want you to feel me on this. And so in 2021 special election in Ohio 11 congressional district, hey, running for this seat. And I did that. And the reasons why. I do believe. That people in this country and even the world, but I want to focus in on this country, do deserve some things. 
some very basic and fundamental things. And if some folks disagree with this, I just, you know, my sister Turner just going to shake her head on it. We, we will just have to agree to disagree because it makes no sense to me that we can't come to an agreement on some basic things. That folks are entitled to have health care. Good health care. Universal health care. That people are entitled to clean food, clean water, clean air. That's, I mean, those are basic things that I would hope that uh, that we can get 100% agreement on. On just those things right there. And that's what I was fighting for, standing up for. I still do continue to do that, whether I'm in elected office or not. Because I feel the calling. Have you ever done something in your life and it's just, it was like a mission. It was all over you. Not necessarily just being in elected office, but the mission of securing justice in all of its forms. Be it political, social, economic. Baby, we got to do that. Because if my neighbor can enjoy a higher quality of life, that benefits my quality of life. We are together on those things. And our neighbor could be our next door neighbor, the people who live in our communities, the people that live in our state, the people that live in our nation, and the people who live in our world. Because we are citizens of a country. And we are citizens of the world. And what is a truism, Dr. King captured it magnificently when he once said what affects one directly affects us all indirectly. The pandemic has definitely taught us that particular lesson. And I hope that it is a lesson that we never, ever forget, whether it's the pandemic, whether it is acts of mother nature. If somebody else is suffering in a deep way, that suffering impacts us. Famine and drought and wildfires. Hello, somebody. I don't know if y'all heard my neighbor's dog. My neighbor's dog is giving me an amen on that. You know, that those, that, that, those things are so real. So real. So we got to have folks who are willing to put something on the line, even if it's for selfish ass reasons, <laughs> meaning your own, your very survival is at stake. That's it. And that's, that's why Sister Turner ran in twenty. 21 and I find I am running again, baby. Running again. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, I'm in it again for the very same reasons. There's too much suffering going on and we got too many mofos who got indifference to it. Too many people who want to sit cool, calm, and collected while other people suffer. There is something wrong with that. And yes, I am in disagreement with anybody that disagrees with that. It is not okay for people to have to work their lives away day in and day out toiling and and not be able to enjoy life and their family, to not be able to take a vacation, to not be able to 
take in if they have children, their babies growing up. There's something wrong with that. That should not just be reserved for the people who have the most money. It, it, it just should not. There's something wrong with that. And I'm running again because people catching too much hell and not much has changed. Matter of fact, it's getting worse. Inflation, you know, folks not being able to afford food, the basic necessities. It's hard. Gas prices soaring. Working more and more hours just to make ends meet that never, ever meet. So Most of these things can be solved by changing public policies, by tearing down systems that stand in the way of people being able to live a high quality of life. And then my other Dr. Maya Angelou quote that I had mentioned earlier in our journey together during this, this segment is if you're going to live Leave a legacy. Make a mark on the world that cannot be erased. Oh, my God. If you're going to live, leave a legacy. Make a mark on the world that can't be erased. Thank you for that, Dr. Maya Angelou. All of us can leave a legacy that can't be erased. Whether it's one for our children, if we have them. One for our community. And it doesn't, it can be micro. But make sure that there's somebody around. Just somebody. You're going to say, this person touched me. This person made a difference in my life. Leave a legacy that cannot be easily erased. And you don't have to have a fancy title to do that. You know, in some of my speeches, I used to just kind of, reflect a little bit and and just speak it out loud. And I would say, you know, at my funeral, I don't want the preacher to have to make anything up. You know, have you ever been to funerals where the preacher is making stuff up about that person and you hitting the person sitting next to you saying, I wish I had known the person that the preacher's talking to because, because the person did not leave a legacy that could not easily be erased. So the, the preacher had to embellish about this person's life. How about you live in a way that embellishments are not needed, that for somebody or a group of somebodies, you lived a life and left a legacy that could not easily be erased. Hello, somebody. How important that is to do. And I would go on to say, being the church girl that I am, is that when I meet my maker, because I do believe in transcendence, that there is another world beyond this physical plane of existence on the spiritual side of the world. Hello, anybody that can relate to me, let me get an amen. That when I meet my maker, that the words will be, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, my grandmother, when there were no words, she would just, mm, mm-mm-mm-mm. that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, 
for us, for all of us, let's even in defeat, whether it's personal or professional, don't be defeated. And then let us all live a life and leave a legacy that cannot easily be erased. Whether it's macro or micro, you have it in you to be of service to somebody or a group of somebodies. Hello? Hello. All right, I'm sending love and light. I want you to forever keep the faith, but baby, keep the fight. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.